0: The process of landing investment banking job offers can often feel like a black box, which leads to confusion and anxiety for most of the candidates going through it. Hey, my name is Sam Shaw, and I'm the founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I've personally coached numerous students on how to successfully break into top tier investment banks, including Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Centerview, Evercore, and PJT Partners, just to name a few. On this podcast, I'm going to help you demystify the investment banking recruiting process by sharing what the clients of Wall Street Mastermind have done to get results like these. Enjoy this episode. What's, let's say like you do a you do the DCF and you do also do comps, and DCF is giving you a higher valuation. What is one way to like standard check if your DCF is too aggressive or not? Relative to the comps,
1: um, I'm actually not sure the, the answer to answer that question, Sam. So,
0: so let's put it this way: Where does most of the value of mm-hmm. a DCF come from? Like, which part of the DCF? So, like, what's
1: most sensitive to? Mm,
0: not, not, not quite. But like what you're forecasting out the 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 future free cash flow of the business right and it's like when you do that and you discount it back and you get to the valuation right where's the majority of like if you said the valuation was 60 billion dollars based on a dcf like where's the majority of that 60 billion dollars coming from
1: so so if you so you know your dcf is too dependent on these like assumptions if if more than 50% of the enterprise value comes from like its terminal value, if, if more, if, if the significant amount of your valuation comes from the terminal value, then you know that it's too dependent on
0: future assumptions. Is 50% the cost? Because I did not think that-
1: It's significantly more. It's way more than 50%, like 80 to 90% comes from a terminal value.
0: Yeah, but 80, 80 to 90 is very different from 50. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, like, I mean, like, if you ask, like, Wall Street prep, they'll say, like, usually the terminal value makes up around three quarters of the total implied valuation, right? But, like, <laughs> three quarters would be, like,
1: 75%. Okay.
0: Which actually is closer to 80 than 50. So, anyway, I wouldn't even, like, get into, like, those specific numbers like that, because I think that's just, like, yeah. the thing to do, because the banker might not agree with you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But what I was getting at was like, okay, most of the value comes from the terminal value. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, when you're calculating the terminal value, like, how do you go about that?
1: Um, so that there's two ways to go about um, calculating the, the terminal value. Um, there's the you know the multiples method and the Gordon Growth method. Um, for the multiple methods, we just use, I mean, the same the same industry multiple that we applied I think 18 times um, to its final EBITDA so it's year five EBITDA and then I don't think we actually use okay. a going growth method for our DCF in for TSMC specifically
0: okay but now go back to the question I just asked mm-hmm. how do you know if your DCF is too aggressive relative to your comps so
1: That's like true. like if it's free catch flow doesn't sorry
0: because you can, because basically you can, you, you what you can do is you can do both the Gordon growth, yeah, and the multiples method, and then like the two methods are supposed to get you to like relatively close valuation. Like it can't be like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh, if I do Gordon growth then it's way higher, and then if I do like multiples, way lower or vice versa, because then that wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Right? So you're trying to make the two methods converge. But like that basically, like because there are certain parameters that, like for example, when you're doing the growing growth, like you're not gonna make the, the growth rate like much higher than you're not gonna make the growth rate higher than like GDP growth, for example. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so some of the parameters are like relatively set, right? And then you know like whatever your discount rate is. But that means that you can back into like what the implied multiple should be. Right. Okay. So then you can just. Compare that implied multiple to uh, the the multiple that you're getting on the comp side, and see if it's close or not. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Following yeah. what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So that's like kind of like a roundabout way to test you on your terminal value knowledge. But like the reason why I did that was because i think a lot of these elite boutiques like when they ask you guys questions it's not like they're testing you on fundamentally harder concepts they just tend to dress up the question more and disguise it so that it's not like something that you recognize as easily Yeah. like if i just asked you hey how do you do a terminal value calculation like you probably you could probably answer that right so sometimes that you have to um like kind of read between the lines and try to like interpret like, hey, wh- what are they really getting at here? Right, and that that requires like connected dots, right? Yeah,
1: that I means that's actually really because it's funny because um, I heard last week at Lazard Super Day they um they asked you know they asked him like choose an industry, choose a company, and then they started you know, asking about you know how they thought about the multiples, the three statements, investment thesis, um. Yeah, so that's why I think last, last week like, I heard that they, they did that during the super day.
0: Yeah, yeah. So like, these are more like application type questions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think like level one is definitional questions where they're just asking about the definition of things or like asking you to explain a certain terminology or like, hey, what is it these days? or What is the average cost of capital? or You know, what is fill in the blank? And that's like relatively easy as long as you've actually you know memorized the definitions like everyone can pretty much do it right mm-hmm. picking an actual company or picking a deal that you actually worked on and asking you to talk about that there's you can't really memorize those answers ahead of time right and you're actually having to like apply it on the spot like this so those are more application-based questions which is a lot harder and like Based on what we see, like, those are typically the types of questions that these boutiques like asking. So, you just got to, like, kind of make yourself get used to them. Okay. Thanks for listening to this episode. Interested in discovering how you can get personalized one-on-one coaching from Wall Street Mastermind to help you beat out the massive amount of competition out there? Head on over to ww.wallstreammastermind.com slash apply. And the street is abbreviated to ST, so it's really wall, st slash apply. And our team looks forward to speaking with you.